Remembering to vote, Destiny's Humble Pie, and how to treat foolish people during Corona. Coming up on episode 49 of Land the Plane Podcast. Go vote! Welcome back to another episode of Land the Plane Podcast. My name is Dustin. And I'm over here dead. <laughs> you just killed me. That's Jonathan over there. I yeah, just, I'm Jonathan. Just wanted to remind people to go vote. <laughs> in case Facebook hasn't told them enough. Or Half a in, billion in, times on Facebook. Oh, We were just having a fun conversation about having to be reminded to go vote. And couldn't pass up that moment to... Remind Jonathan and the rest of you to. Yeah, because like somebody said earlier, if Facebook has to remind you to go vote, please don't vote. (laughs) (laughs) You should be prepared. You should already know. It's like if you don't know what's going on, crawl back in whatever hole because it's probably better (laughs) than 2020. Yeah, it's not good news out there. (laughs) I did see where this is a total science track. Like you've been living under a rock. Can I come too? Well, it's like it's the groundhog, man. They came out, yeah. saw, saw what was going on, and ran back like we need six more, six more weeks. This. No, I was um, looking at. Uh, oh shoot, what was I going to say? <laughs> I totally went brain. Oh no, they're talking about that third debate or the second debate, whatever it is. Now is going to like they're going to actually mute the microphones of them. Yeah, the elections what like two and a half weeks away, three weeks something. Two. Two weeks from right. Well, <clears throat> it's two weeks from the time that we're recording, and we still need debates. Like, oh. Anyway, yeah. probably don't need to go down that road right now. No. Oh, but hey, welcome back to the show. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here too, Jonathan. Thanks. It'd be boring to do this by myself. Who would laugh at my jokes? You would. I would. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You would. You you do now. Yes. So. Yes. I'll laugh at myself plenty. Yeah. So, I do have a story. Speaking of laughing at myself, I got a quick story I want to share with you and the audience. Because, one, I am very proud of somebody that's very close to me. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm going to show a lot of humility in this moment. I'm going to be an example of humbleness. Okay? Okay, hang on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be about one of your kids. Nope. Yeah. Okay. No. Mm-mm. Never mind. You said that I'm not being close very to proud. <laughs> And something happened this past week that I, I thought rose to that, you know, with level my, of proud. With one of my kids? Yeah. Can you tell me later what it was? Because <laughs> I don't remember what. <laughs> Jonathan just revived. I feel so bad talking about being humble. <laughs> yes. That was totally not in the train of thought of where I was going. Okay. I will share that. Okay. I had the privilege. <laughs> I don't know if you want to share it now because I had to remind you. <laughs> it was terrible. my brain just wasn't in that moment right this second. No, I had the privilege of getting to um, uh, baptize one of my daughters this Woo-hoo! week because she made a decision to, for Christ and make him the Lord of her life. And it was a very proud moment and just honored to be a part of it. It was all about her and uh, just, uh, yeah. 
can never be more proud of your children than you are in that moment. So yes, that was a great moment. But it's not the story. <laughs> it's not the story because <laughs> the story is, you know, uh, just a unique story. So everybody knows shared last show. I've been playing some disc golf, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep, I love it. Yes. Love it. Anyways, um, me and my wife went out on fr- a Friday morning early, like 7 o'clock start time, before I had to go to work. We went to a local park. It's a shorter park, so you can play it in like an hour, hour and a half. You went prior to work? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was chilly outside, too. Yes. It was chilly Friday morning, especially yeah. here in Arkansas. It was cold Friday morning, yeah. Yeah. And so we're out there playing, and the whole one, there's this, there's this unwritten rule in disc golf. Like, if you're just having fun and you're going to play a round with somebody – if you haven't got to warm up real good, you could throw two shots off the first tee. All right. So, like, because that first one might sure. be the first shot you throw all day and you need yeah. to warm up a little bit. So, I throw the first one and it's pretty good. So, then I go throw the second one um, and I should have just left it alone. And it goes into the water. Like, there's a ravine in the middle of this park Ooh. that's full of just runoff water. <laughs> yeah. And so it goes in the water and we think it's going to be really easy to get to. And, we start using a stick to try to reach it. It starts stirring up some mud, and you can't see the disc. Mm. My wife, the loving lady that she is, she starts taking off her shoes. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going to go in there and get it. I was like, no, I'll do it. It's my disc. I threw it in the water. I'll do it. And she's like, no, I already got my shoe off. I'm going. Dude, it was cold water, first of all. Mm-hmm. So she goes down in there, finds this thing, comes out. Her feet are covered in some nasty mud. <laughs> I don't even know where it came from. It was gross. Yeah, I'm sure they're cold. Yes, and we were rinsing them off with cold drinking water (laughs) to get some of the mud off. So we go through the hole. It's not the best start. We go a few more holes. We get to like hole seven, and I throw a disc, and it hits a tree, and it doesn't come out of the tree. It's actually actually the same exact disc that I threw in the water. I threw that one away. It's brand new, so I'm still learning how to use it. So then I go over to try to get it out of this tree, and I'm fighting it with this tree for a while. I actually take another disc, and I throw it up into the tree to knock that disc out, and I get that one stuck up in the tree. <laughs> it was terrible. It was cold. The score was okay. Like, I was doing fine, playing fine, but it was just getting real old. So um finally got those discs out the tree, Uh got to the point where – Get, we're running out of time because we've spent so much time trying to find discs. Trying to find yours. Not my disc. Yeah. So we get to hole number nine at this park. Number nine. Hole number nine. Yeah, it goes down this little hill. There's there's a large bush, small tree. I don't know which one it really is. And then you go over that ravine, and then the basket's sitting down there behind. You say ravine like it's, it's a big ditch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like it's like twenty feet wide. 15 feet wide. It's yeah. It's all concrete and stuff. Anyways, so we get to that hole, and I throw my shot. Same disc? No, different disc. No, different. different okay. disc. It was an okay shot. It wasn't anything special. So my wife steps up to the tee box. It's probably like 180 feet to the hole, I think. Probably somewhere around there. Maybe 200. Mm-hmm. Might actually be just, just right at 200. And she gets I a disc. I didn't know there was any that were that long there. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a 250-foot one there. Really? Oh. And so she gets the um, a disc she's never really thrown before. And she's like, well, what's this one going to do? And I kind of explain. It's like, it's like the other one you throw. It does these special things. She rares, Get stuck in trees. And no, not that. Stuff. No, this was a good one. Oh, okay. 
she rears back and throws this thing, and it's beautiful, man. It just comes out of her hand. It flies over the hill. It does this turns exactly what it's supposed to do, and then it dips down behind that tree. And then so I'm like, okay, that's a good shot, you know. And we we squat down. I'm, I'm I can't really. I would try to squat down, but that doesn't help with the microphone. So we squat down so we can see the basket, dude. I'm not sure why you'd want people to see you squat down right now. Well, it's for storytelling. Oh, okay, I'm a storyteller, John. Getting the getting the mode. Yeah, getting the mood. So we're squatting down. <laughs> So we can see the basket because you can't really see it from where you, you tee off. And then all of a sudden you see it and you hear it. You see it and it bangs right into the darn basket. <laughs> and it like, ching, and this, this ching, the sounds of sweet chains from a hole in one <laughs> go across the park. And we scream, ah! you know, we're like celebrating. There was only one other person in the park and they were working. So I don't think they really understood what was going on mm-hmm. at this moment. But my wife, they thought sure you were enough, drunk or something, probably. <laughs> we've been playing like six months. And I've been playing a lot more than she has. I don't have a hole in one. Hmm. I don't. And I threw it into the water. And I threw it into the tree. Mm-hmm. And then my wife steps up and makes the first ever hole in one I've ever witnessed. Thing of beauty. So your brother's not had a hole in one that you've witnessed either? Nope. Mm-mm. Wow. One. It's not easy, Jonathan. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm saying wow, like it's. <laughs> Amazing that if he hasn't, kind of, I, I thought. He, why didn't you? I don't. Why I don't, it wasn't it amazing that I, I didn't have one? I, I wasn't saying that it was. I don't. You, this is the last podcast okay. ever. <laughs> no, we got to make it to fifty. <laughs> yeah, so it was just man, it was awesome. It was a good week. That's awesome. Congratulations to Kara. And she kept apologizing. She's like. I'm sorry. Like I was gonna. I'm I don't sorry. know if she thought I'm I was gonna be upset. You. Yeah, that she. I'm sorry that I can kick your butt in this golf. Look, doesn't mean so who won. Win. Actually, I was up by two strokes before that, and since she hold and won it, <laughs> we tied. Like we left tied. Because mm. I finished that hole, and we normally play 18. You know, you try to play all 18, but we left after nine because mm. one, I spent too much time looking for my disc. Yeah. In the water in the tree. We're you like, got to be responsible and go to work. Yeah, yeah. But we were like, yeah. it ain't getting any better than this. So oh, let's yeah, go. I believe them so, too. Yeah. So it hmm. was awesome. I was super proud. It was exciting. Man. Good job, Kara. Who would have thought a plastic disc hitting chains would be so, such a great sound? Hmm. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Chicka chicka ching ching. That was not it. <laughs> oh. But yeah, there's that, and then obviously my daughter being baptized or giving her life to Christ and going through with baptism is been a good week. <laughs> what, what does that sound like? Splash. The Here, baptism. The baptism. You're first. You're making fun of my disc splashing in the water. <laughs> no, it's not all about you. It's talking about your daughter oh being baptized. Oh my gosh! Goodness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not sure if we're gonna make it through oh. this episode. Yeah, especially with where we're going. So. Yeah. Anyways, y'all, y'all see her. Congratulate her. Her great shot, Kara. If you see my daughter, great job. 
Samantha. So. Oh wait, are you? Never mind. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say that. What? I was going to make a joke about like getting them mixed up because you know. Oh, because they're they're twins, identical. Twins. Yeah. Good try. Yeah, it's. I feel bad because like in, uh, like kids' church and stuff, I see them and I'm like. A lot of times I'll kind of sneak and see if I can see their name tag real quick. And then I act like I know. <laughs> yeah. I know every one of your kids. <laughs> I can tell them apart. No sweat. Mm, yeah. I'm, I'm a better friend. So I'm gonna... I guess. You don't remember your child getting baptized, <laughs> and I do, but. I remembered it. Yeah. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Just move on. Yeah, it's time. Let's get into tonight's topic, Jonathan. Okay. That's me. Okay. Yes. Um. So it's 2020. What reminds me? And there's a virus. Mm-hmm. And there's an election. Ugh. And there's racial tensions. And sure. Mm-hmm. And there's. Kids aren't in school, are in school, sort of in school. And I mean, there's just a lot of stuff. A lot of people not working. A lot of people out of work. Mm, no. Yeah. Can't go watch a new movie to save my life. Theaters are open, right? There's no new movies. There's no. Oh, yeah, because they, they <laughs> yeah. pushed the big pause button on all of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Waiting for the theaters to be able to. I don't know when we're going to get new movies. Yep. I have to deny the world my face. By consistently wearing a mask in public? That's really devastating. (laughs) There's a joke in there somewhere, but I don't get it. My beautiful face. Oh, because it's just the mask. I I thought we were on movies. I was like, what in the world? Um, Yeah, wearing masks. Those are fun. Yep, so... Because in Arkansas, if you're outside of Arkansas, maybe it's not as big. There's a mask mandate in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. So I was in Oklahoma a few weeks ago. I don't think they've heard of a mask. (laughs) Nope. None to be found. Uh, So anyway, uh, just to say, there's just a lot of bleh Mm -hmm. going on right now. And I think we can get... We can get wrapped up in all of that and um, really start maybe just forgetting uh, how we're supposed to react, how we're supposed to be living right now. Um, and in so many ways, all of these things have become, I guess, very like the most important thing, you know, mm-hmm. it, whereas it it really... It, 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 all of these things probably should not affect us as much as they do. You know, if our, um, if our focus was truly on, uh, the eternal and, and God's kingdom and those kind of things, then these temporary things probably wouldn't affect us as much. Um, but we, we do get kind of wrapped up in, in what's going on and, all those things. But anyway, I was reading through uh, a little bit in First Peter, 
last week and came across some stuff that I just thought was was very timely for for us. And I've read that quite a few times before, but the other day I started going through and, and really realizing how much of a list is there. And so I thought, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down by the by like a list. You know, Peter's just giving them a list. Let's just write each individual uh, list item down. And so as a as I went through these few verses, verse twelve through seventeen, I noticed a few things that he is urging the church. And I'm just gonna kind of take one of the, these uh, one at a time and kind of go through them real quick. And you know, the, these are to us as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just to that church; it's to us as well. It, it, um, we can we can bring that into the twenty uh, first century. So. He urged the church and is and is urging us, number one, to abstain from fleshly passions. All right, what all 2020 during the election and COVID and all of that kind of stuff, have we seen displays of people not abstaining from fleshly passions? Have we have we have we not seen it? Of course we've seen it. I mean it's been all over the place. It's been I mean like what? Uh, well, I mean, I just think, to me, the first thing that jumps out is the anger, um, the anger and hatred that people are showing towards each other right now, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the fighting that they're doing, even inside of, you know, you can go as far as this part of the country versus that part of the country, but it, I mean, it's so much smaller than that. It's, it's, sometimes it's church member against church member. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's employee against employee. It's a uh, it goes into some families, families against families right now who are fighting each other because they want their way, you know, and they they yeah. want to be told. And, and it's a difficult time because we're also in COVID and this whole pandemic time where we've had so many of what we would call of our freedoms, our go and do as we please, where we want to please, whatever we want to please. Those have been taken away because places have been closed or it's restricted or we have to wear a mask or we have to do this or there's only so many people out in the door. Or so we're not getting to enjoy um, some of those worldly pleasures in a lot of ways that we're not we're used to getting to enjoy. And yeah. it's been taken away from us a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I guess what, like an easy way to to think about this is those – Anything that gets you fired up, mm-hmm. that, I think that could be a fleshly passion, you know. Um, so what gets you fired up, and then do you do something about it, or do you abstain from that? Do you do you not allow your your whatever that is that, that got you fired up to control you? And I must say, uh, you know, I think we're all struggling with that some. Because oh, yeah, sure. I feel like COVID, just the whole season that we're in, has just um, kind of scraped off our normal patience that we might have. And it's got, like we're, you know, that raw area is just like right under the surface. So it doesn't, you know, you lose your keys and you go ballistic or something. Instead, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like any little thing seems to just fire people off like crazy right now. Um, and, and I'm sure first century church, these, you know, I mean, they were going through um, a lot 
And I'm sure they had those those same kind of things. So Peter's saying, hey, kind of whatever is firing you up whenever you get fired up, whenever you get mad, whenever you get, you know, you're like super passionate about something in a wrong way, don't. Like whatever you think right then, yeah, probably shouldn't do that. Uh, I think that's some, some good advice for us today. Yeah, is it is it fair to say, though, because um, I can see some people listening to this and saying, yeah, getting all passionate about this topic or that topic is just wrong. But what about good topics? Like, what if I'm all fiery passionate about don't take away my ability to go to church? I don't think that's fleshly. I don't think that's fleshly. Yeah, because it says abstain from fleshly passions, mm-hmm. things that would go against anything that's the flesh would tend to go those things that go against the spiritual, you know? Yeah. And I, and I believe, yeah, being, um, some of those kind of things would, I think would fall under the, the heading of a spiritual issue, but with the right but, motivation. Yeah. The right motivation, but is there still a wrong way to go about that? Sure. Yeah. Because I mean, it's mainly, I, I instantly thought of, um, uh, you know, for a period of time there, we didn't have churches open. Like church was at home online or something like that. And it just made me think about how many people were upset by that. But we also still live in a society where we can have church in our home. You know, we can celebrate the Lord in our home together and we have Bibles and we have online and there's places in this world that don't even allow that, you know? And, um, yeah, even in our lockdown, we've still got it better than a lot of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, moving on to verse 12. Here's the second one. Well, let's, can, can I want to add, you said about okay. lockdown. There's people that have it worse, and that's completely true. Um, but I also want to make sure that we're not saying lockdown shouldn't bother you at all. I mean, we're ready, right. we're ready for the lockdown to be over. Yes, you know? absolutely. Very much so. So we're not making excuses that we should be in a lockdown. We're just acknowledging the fact that to help you abstain from some of these moments of of uh worldly passions maybe passions of the flesh that sometimes you just need a reality check of really what you're able to do versus what some other people can't but. yeah because i think whenever we are it seems like thankfulness kind of helps ward off some of these anxieties about it yeah you know when we when we stop and take a minute to really be thankful for, you know, whether it's our health, the health of our friends and family, um, our job, that you might say, what what if I don't have the job, you know? It's, uh, and I know there's a lot of people hurting and um, all of those kind of things. Don't definitely, like you say, don't want to make light of any of that kind of thing. Um, but at the end of the day. Just knowing, like we said in our in our last show, knowing that there's hope in God, that's a that's something to be thankful for for yeah, sure. So right, keep going. <clears throat> number two, verse twelve: Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. So when they uh, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God. Be so honorable. That when they try to talk about talk badly about you, um, the, the, all they can see is your good deeds. 
Like they can't even really speak badly about you. Be honorable. Yeah, and and to clarify in case you're listening, you're not sure what a Gentile is? Yeah. Gentiles, anybody that's not Jewish, basically. Pretty much, yeah. So if you weren't of Jewish heritage, you were considered a Gentile. So when he's talking about these Gentiles that were um, witnessing their conduct or how they were responding or how they were acting was the people that were basically the authority over them. Mm-hmm. The or other Roman citizens, yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah so... <clears throat> It's one thing to have your peer look at you favorably, but it's a whole other thing to have your enemy, I guess we can use yeah. that word here, yeah. look at you that way. Yeah. So So that word honorable. What do you what do you kind of think of when you hear keep your conduct honorable? You know, I just think of um we always see, you know, like I think a lot of the martial arts movies and stuff talking about your honor is what's important. You know, it's 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 this who you represent and what you stand for. Is it right among men? Is it is it to me? It's is it considered? Are you doing the things in your life that you're called to do spiritually? Because I'm gonna talk about spiritual honor here. Are you living your life the way God calls us to do? The way Jesus instructs us to do? So that when people look at you or you speak or you react a certain way, there's reason for people to listen, to observe, and to witness what you're doing. Because if you're not honorable and then you try to speak, people just won't listen. If you're not honorable and you do, people will justify it as something else. It's that's kind of always how I felt with honor is is it is your actions and your words Do they do they match? Do do what you stand for consistently? Does it match how you're called to live and do the things that you're supposed to do? So. Okay. I was kind of thinking just like it's above and beyond. Like okay. it's one thing to just you know well you have to do this this and this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to do this this and this. That's all. I'm not going to really even have a good attitude. This is, you know, I toe the line, whatever. To me, honorable is is like going above that. Yeah. Like above and beyond so that somebody's like, wow. Like, like they notice it, you know. Mm-hmm. I notice that this person, they did, like a, they, they either did more than I asked or uh, they did more than they had to. You know, that kind of thing. Or, you know, maybe it was just the attitude uh, which with which they did it, those kind of things. And so he's saying, you know, in front of the Gentiles, in front of those people who are foreigners, in front of your enemies, like you said, be honorable. Like go above and beyond. Make them take notice of kind of kind of the good that you're doing. Well, because your enemy has expectations of you, yeah. that you're going to be against them. That you're, you're going to be wanna, an enemy. You're going to want to hurt them. You're going to want to tear them down. You're going to want to do all these things. If you have even the slightest chance to do that, that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, don't do any of those things. Don't do yeah. anything that you're, you're probably your natural instincts, if we want to use those words. Mm-hmm. The fleshly the flesh, passions. It's fleshly yeah. what, they're, what they're calling you to do, you got to say no to that. And then, yes to everything you don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) In those moments. 
So it's almost like he set the bar, you know, to to abstain from fleshly passions. And then almost immediately he's like, yeah, we're going to raise that a little. You know, kind of raise that bar a little. Um, So, like, as we go through here, like, I'm trying to imagine who I might consider my enemy, you know, or like someone who would just, they can get me fired up, whatever that might be. I might not even know who they are, but, you know, whether it's news or whether it's um, just stuff we hear on, maybe it's the political opponent, you know, uh, whatever your political stance is, maybe it's people that don't think like you. Maybe it's um, if you love um you know, like you're you you mask up and all those kind of things. Maybe it's the people that hate the masks. Maybe it's you know all over the map. I mean, maybe it's your uh, boss. Maybe it's your boss. Yeah, you may even think it's your spouse right now. Yeah, you know, if you've been living in lockdown long enough, maybe so. You might be, yeah. <laughs> or your kids. Mm-hmm. So whoever that, you know, whoever it is. Even if the even if you can't put a name on that person, even if it's just kind of a type of person or people or group or something like that, imagine them and imagine how your actions are your actions in front of them or maybe through the keyboard across to them on Facebook or on Twitter mm-hmm. or anything else. Are your actions going to be honorable? in front of them. Yeah. You know, especially, I don't know if this is a good thing to say or not, uh, because we should always be looking at right. But we're talking about a spiritual sense here. I mean, these are words from Peter, a follower of Jesus, follower of God. And when you're representing, when you're openly claiming a Christian walk or, a person of faith or someone who believes in God. Don't you think you have to hold yourself to this? Probably even more than just anybody else, you know, mm-hmm. because your actions. And, and I think, you know, I don't, don't want to jump ahead or anything, but our actions could mean uh, that can make the difference between somebody else's relationship with God. If we're all, if we claim Jesus, we claim God and that's all they see is us being just like the world, chasing after our uh, the passions of the flesh, then we're not getting anywhere. We're not getting anywhere, and they're never going to... Yeah, I, I just want to say that. It's, it's, a hard, it's a hard total line there, but it's just factual that we, we're held to a little bit higher level of accountability. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because we're, yeah, you know, I mean, we're like you say, we're representing God, not just ourselves. Um, number three in verse thirteen, this one's a fun one. It says, "Be subject for the Lord's sake, not for your sake, not for my sake, but for the Lord's sake, to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme, or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and praise those who do good." Um, be subject to human institutions. What are human institutions that we should be subject to in 2020? 
Well, our government leadership. Yep. Our police. Yep, mm-hmm. think so. Yep. Um, we, we can go through a whole line. I mean, there's all kinds yep. of different branches of government between president to vice presidents to governors to mayors. I mean, there's people that have been elected and put into place, you know, or have been trained and took a took a role as like a police officer that um, we need to recognize what they're there for, you know, mm-hmm. that they're they're there for a reason. And I just think of these Jewish people who are under this hard rule, you know, mm-hmm. from the Roman Empire, and he's saying... Yeah, because, I mean, it was nothing for Rome to come in. If if there was a an uprising or something like that, they... I mean, they don't mind going in and killing everybody. Yeah, shut you down. You know, yeah. Shut you down. I would say nuke them, but they didn't have those. No, no. Around stabbing folks. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd rather be nuked than stabbed. But, yeah, it's it's all those positions, you know, that, that, that we look in as leaderships. And even when you go into a, a workforce and you work somewhere, yep. there's authority in place in that company that you've decided to work for now. Mm-hmm. Now, what about if they, like if you're a human institution, whatever it is, well, let's say it's your work, you, you brought up work. What if they're asking you to do something that is sinful? Then no. Okay. Like there, there, there does have to be a, a line drawn for morality. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, is uh, we as people have our own definitions of morality. We don't always look at the good word <laughs> to determine what our level of morality is. So things that we think are being wronged against us is, isn't always that necessarily, or that we're being asked to do something that's... Or some people are okay with certain things. Yeah. Yeah, but I think if it's, uh, yeah, I think definitely if it's something that is, let's not say morally wrong, let's mm. just say if it's sinful. Like if God would call it wrong, because that's the only. Yeah, that's the morality I mean, that's that the, counts. Yeah, that's, that's the saying. only one that counts. Um, if God would call it wrong, like you're you're hurting other people, those kind of things, um, then yeah, I don't, uh, we're called all over the Bible we can interpret one portion of the Bible apart from the rest of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we have to interpret it uh, in reference to the rest of the Bible, and, and God tells us not to sin. So that's, that's kind of supreme. So in these things, um, if that institution is telling you to do something that is against God's word, against God's authority... Because God is the ultimate authority. That's where mm-hmm. you know we would get our authority. Jesus has given us actually His authority. Um, so that would be a, a place where we draw the line. But and what about you know, like in your work? What about at church? Like if you're a church member, yeah, um, be be subject to those that are that are in leadership. Um, you, you mentioned police officers, share, you know, all those kind of things. Um, and then up, up to, you know, our mayors, our our governors, you know, those kind of things. Now, does that mean that we have to agree with everything they do? No. No. But 
how should we respond to them? How, you know, it says that we need to be subject to that. So we got to obey it. You know, we can actively have a voice that says, hey, I don't think this is what we need to do, but I'm going to be subject to you while, while kind of opposing you correctly, but still I'm going to go along with what you're saying because you're my authority. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a simple scenario I've always kind of looked at with is we all speed at times driving down the road. No. But, you know, <laughs> but the speed limit's 70. If a, if a cop pulls you over and gives you a ticket for going 80, you don't have anything to complain about. Yeah. You might be upset because you got caught. But the fact is the law was 70. It's not, there's no morality issue there or sin issue there besides whether or not you're going to obey that law. But when you decide to go 80 and a cop, the authority catches you and gives you a ticket, it stinks. You're not happy about it. But you really have no place to argue because you openly decided yeah. to. Yeah, so you would you should be subject to their authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but what if you just don't like the person, Tom? <laughs> I don't. What if they're rude to you? That's or in, let me see if that's in the expanded version. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't see it. But that's where we get, though, isn't it? Yeah, I just don't like because I don't. I don't think they probably liked the emperor or to the governors that were sent out. You know, because they would Rome would have obviously the emperor can't be in personal control of everything, so they send out, um, you know, representatives of Rome, and some of these representatives would even be Jewish people that Rome would put into positions of authority man how how terrible would that be traitors you know um and and still that's that's something that they would that they should be subject to um man i think our country would be a little different if we could all practice a few of these and we're not even through the whole list we're only number three (laughs) I was watching a a video today, and there was just just two people having a discussion about political things and different things, and and basically the discussion boiled down to personal preference. I just the conversation was I tell you the conversation, but it was about the Supreme Court right now. Mm-hmm. Should we be trying to nominate and put appoint somebody in this position right now because it's an election year? Well. Whatever your feelings are about that, there's law in place of this is the way we fill that seat. This right. is constitutional, what our country is founded upon these things. We're, we're going to do it this way. And the yeah. president had, and it really just boiled down to, I just don't want that. I don't want this particular president to have that authority or this Congress to have that authority or Senate or whatever. It all bulled out. I mean, it wasn't. We're that's where we got to start questioning ourselves: is what we're doing? Is it personal agendas? Because Peter wouldn't address this if it wasn't an issue. <laughs> you know? Like he probably wouldn't have brought it up if everybody was being really respecting the authority that was above them. Or uh, so it just tells me that there was 
there was issues. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to help them understand, like, look, we may not agree with everything they're doing, obviously. But we have to recognize that we're being subject to the human institution. Yep. What the Lord's calling us to do. That's a challenge. Yeah. That's a challenge. It's tough. But there is a, uh, there's kind of a, a, I don't want to say a promise, but there's a thing on the other side of this that's like, hey, if you'll do this, then this is what will happen. And it's pretty cool. Uh, in verse 15, it says, for this is the will of God to be subject to the institutions, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. You notice how actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. And I just that to me, that's what that verse is saying. It's like, let your actions in honoring and, and obeying, being subject to those who are in authority over you, let those actions be a whole lot louder than the foolish people that are just talking. And you'll silence them. I might not should like that verse so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, are there are there anybody is there any examples of the ignorance of foolish people <laughs> right now? You can think. I'm just kidding. Let's not go there. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to get me in trouble. <laughs> this is only an hour long show. Oh. Yeah, I I just I just hear that and there's people that work so hard to change somebody else's mind mm-hmm. through words. I'm just gonna sit here and I'm convince you and I'm gonna argue with you. I like good debate. I think <laughs> it's fun. It can be interesting. Um I've sometimes argued things that I don't necessarily believe in. Just for the sake of having a unique conversation about something. Yeah. You know? And at the end of the day, there 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 is a large majority of people that think if you're just the loudest, you just, mm-hmm. if you just use the harshest language, if you just speak over everybody else. If you shut the other person down. Mm-hmm. Like if you call them maybe even physically or whatever. Yeah. I mean it doesn't matter. As long as they shut up. You win. If you give them titles that don't really even make any sense, I, I would use one that in society right now, it's real quick to call somebody racist. Mm-hmm. Whether they're a racist or not, well, we can call them a racist. Now, yeah. I'm not here judging on whether or not anybody is a racist right this moment. But what I'm saying is we'll, we're very quick to give that title to somebody. Mm-hmm. Homophobic's been a title that's been real quick to give them to people. I mean, we can just go through a list. Oh, yeah. And I, I guess at the end of the day, you can call me whatever I want, you whatever you want to. That doesn't, and but I just think about that where it says that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. It doesn't even say keep arguing with them to finally convince them. Yeah, be the loudest, be the most obnoxious. Yeah, he's just saying find be all subject. The, the problems in their talk. Remind them how stupid they are. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say any of that stuff. Just be subject. Do good, and then at the end of the day, they'll be put to silence because of their ignorance. 
ignorance. Yeah, that's that's a strong statement. It's it's nice to be told we have a victory, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it may not be the victory we want. Maybe that's why people have a problem. What do you mean? Not the victory that we want. I like winning the conversation. Okay, yeah. I want you, you like shutting down the other yeah, side. I want to make you feel stupid. I yeah. want you to. I want you to bow down to my ability to. Or I'm not really saying this about me, but you know, you know, I think that's how people are. I think are. that's how we are. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, we want to be right. We like ourselves. In this, we want to be right. I'm going to tell you all these things, whether or not a they're factual or not. And I'm, only, I'm either going to destroy you or you're going to admit how wrong you are and come to my mm-hmm. side. So how hard is it just to just to shut up and do what's right? Yeah. It is hard. It's probably yeah. easier for some than it is others, but for some people it's real hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think for some it's impossible. <laughs> uh, but for all of us, I mean, that's not, that's not our human nature, mm-hmm. which is kind of the point, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it is, you know, I even got in, you know, just, just the fact that we, it's like, okay, if I do good, I'll shut them up. You know, I mean, even that is the wrong attitude. You know, our attitude should just be, Hey, I'm just going to do what's right. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to deal with myself. Like whatever I need to do, that's what I'm going to do and, and move on. We, our motive should not be shutting them down in some way, but man, that it, that is like, that is like typical word warfare, you know, nowadays. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's all right. Mm. Let's move on. Some Uh, tough stuff, John. Yeah. Verse 16, (laughs) live. Okay. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. So live as people who are free. Got any idea what that means? Yeah, I think the crazy part about that verse is, it says live as people who are free as servants of God. Yeah. Got him. Most free servant free servant I ever met. Yeah. You know, the challenge. Um not using your freedom as a cover up for evil. Golly. Like I don't even want to address this because I feel like it's too real sometimes. <laughs> you know? Um mm. and also think about there's there's countries right now where people can't live free. Mm-hmm. We might so get in bondage. We might get banned in China, okay, for me saying this. But China is not a free country. No, it's not. It's not. They're not a good country. I'm sorry. They're not. <laughs> they, they treat their people terribly. And if you disagree with that, read more. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But when it says <laughs> live as people who are free, so we got to have the mindset that we are, when I think of free, maybe – you tell me if I'm wrong here. You've done more research in these verses. But when he says live as somebody who is free, obviously they're in a society where they're not free in regards to there's authority in place that they have to obey, mm-hmm. right? Or they could have punishment. That's 
They're in bondage to the Roman people, so they're not they're not free. But he's saying, live as if you are free. So what's the attitude of someone? Just imagine someone who has shackles on and they're chained down to something. What is going to be their constant? Like, what are they going to be constantly fighting against? If they're in chains, Mm -hmm. well, they're going to be, there's sadness. There's going to be lack of joy. Physically, though. Well, they're just not going to be able to move. They're just going to yeah. be restrained. They can't. Right. So they're, so they're big. The biggest thing that they're going to be thinking about constantly are those chains, those bondages. Right. Yeah. And ah, if it wasn't for this, then I could. If it wasn't for these things, I would be able to. So their whole entire mindset is all about the chains. Hmm. You know, they're all of the things that they can't do. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. I wish if this, if it wasn't for this person or if it wasn't for these people, then I could do this. If it, all of these things is their, that's their mindset. But so what like about if it wasn't for the police prosecuting me, picking on me, if it wasn't for that president or that governor holding me down? That boss in my workplace. Yeah. I mean, those are the kind of things we're thinking. Mm-hmm. If my... Of course, it's know, a lot bigger list than that. But. Yeah, I mean, and, and even just personally, um, you know, man, if I could just get that raise, mm-hmm. you know, if I could just do this, if I could, if my wife would just do this, if my mm-hmm. kids would just do this, if right. I, if, 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 and we're... It's almost like we we put ourselves into bondage and all the thing because of all the things that we believe that we can't do for some reason or another, all of the excuses that you know that we kind of put onto other people. Even man, they're just keeping me down, you know. Um, whoever that might be, um, but what what about somebody that's free? How do they? live they don't think about the things that are keeping them back they don't let them stop them in the pursuit of yeah. what they're trying they to don't do. believe they have anything that will stop them well you know i'm free i can do whatever i i can do what i want to mm-hmm. and then he says but live as servants of god and the the weird thing there and and uh, if you're not a christian if you if you're um if you don't have a relationship with god this is going to sound really weird but freedom is found in being a servant of god because he he um and here here's what i mean if you if you're a parent um imagine that you have a backyard that has a fence around it and then your front yard is near a very busy street okay and you want to let your child out to play, where are they going to be the most free to play? Well, the front yard without a fence. Are they? Well, you, that's not where I'm going to put my kid. 
But you think okay, of Okay, so let's let's say it, you do. We think of it as freedom because there's nothing We think of it as freedom there. because there's nothing stopping. But of course there's the danger. Okay, so if you road. put your kid out there, what are you going to be doing? Watching them and saying, "Don't. Don't go there. Oh, oh, don't go. Well, you can't go. Stop. You get to stop. What happens if you put them in the backyard in the fence? You just let them go. You let them go. So where is there more freedom? Really in the backyard. Really in the backyard. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's that's how we need to. We can look at God's freedom, the freedom that He gives us. Are there fences? Yeah, because inside of fences there can be human flourishing. You know, we can in 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 these. I mean, anarchy and all those kind of things, they don't work. Why? Because where there's no rules, then, then who, you know, it's king of the mountain. There's not freedom, right. you know? Um, so absolute freedom, those kind of things, there, there has to be rules. And that's because if two people were free, completely free, no rules, no nothing, what's going to happen is one is just going to dominate the other one. Yeah. And they're gonna. Enforce, I mean, we want to. We they're want gonna enforce to, rules and. Yeah, we want to act like we live in a utopia and everybody loves each other and everybody's going to treat each other, you know. False. But we don't. Yeah. You know. Um, That's a really good analogy. I I really like that, uh, Jonathan, because thinking of that fence is is the the guidelines that God kind of gives us. You live inside of those, you're going to be all right, because, yeah. I mean. You can think of there's dogs, there's wolves, there's whatever outside that fence that just wishes those rules weren't there. Mm-hmm. That fence wasn't there. It's like, man, I'd just tear you up if it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a major. Yeah. So it's it's protection from the outside. Yeah. And you know, and, and from the end. Uh so so live as free. Don't let's let's stop trying to put so much of our energy toward the things that we can't do because of blah, 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 whatever that list is. And, uh, and think about all the things that, that we are free to do, that we have the freedom, uh, to do. Uh, all right. Last verse, verse 17. This one's easy. Honor everyone. <laughs> <laughs> We've already talked about honor. He's saying be honorable in front of the Gentiles. Now he's like, yeah, let's raise that bar again. Honor everyone. Mm-hmm. Just anybody that you come into contact with. You know who they might be, you know? Just honor everyone. Treat others better than, than you know, better than you. But terrible people, they don't fit into that category, right? No, that's, they're not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk, jerks on social media, they're not everyone. No, no. You know, they're, those people that we just can't get along with because they're stupid because they believe other things than we do. They're, they're not everyone. I'm trying to find the asterisk next to that. I just can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, in the Greek, there was an asterisk, I'm sure. <laughs> so, all right, so honor everyone. And this is in the same verse. This this verse, verse 17, Peter was like, uh I'm just going to sum it all up and just whack, you know, beat you over the head right here. Um, Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Uh, Those would be um, fellow believers, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Treat, Treat them well. 
fear God. Okay, um, so you give him the respect that he did. That, that's not a trembling fear. That is a respect God. In you know, put God. Believe that who, God is who He says that He is. You know. Yeah. Um, I've always said, you know, when I first, I remember when I first hear the word fear God or fear the Lord, and I think other people probably do this too, and there's probably some people out there listening that probably don't really like that phrase. <laughs> like, why am I supposed to fear this guy? He's supposed to love me and create me. And I've always equated this level of fear with what, what to me, what the fear is. You said respect a minute ago, but it's understanding his authority level. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's high. <laughs> there's, there's nothing... There's nobody else that can come close to matching that authority level that he has. So mm-hmm. you might there's a lot of people that think they could or they're just that good or different things, but it's just it's another level that we don't understand. And yeah. and we'll never fully grasp it. Even if you read your Bible every day, you're still gonna have some hard times with it. Yeah. But fearing because you recognize the authority that he has. Yeah. There's a reason you fear God and honor the Emperor, but not fear. Emperor, I guess maybe. Um, and you you mentioned the last one, all in the same verse, honor the emperor. And, and I think, I mean, it's I feel like I have no idea, you know, but I feel like Peter ended with that one as a, yeah, really, like he isn't everyone. You know, because, I mean, if the, out of the most hated of all individuals, it would be the emperor for the, for the you know, the, the people that he's writing to. Because without the emperor, if the emperor would be overtaken over all those kind of things, everything would change. Yeah. You know, so it's almost like Peter's going, all right, honor everybody. And you can hear that and be like, okay, yeah, I mean, I can honor everybody. I, you know, everyone that I see. Around me, I'll give them honor. Love the brotherhood. I got that. You know, not a problem. They're they're my, you know, they're my brotherhood. I can love them. Fear God. I got that. Uh, gonna do what he wants me. To, you know, fear. I got that one. Oh, and honor the emperor. <laughs> do I have? To? And I got. I mean, and on. I feel like I just got to like. I think it's funny. I saw some uh, some news coverage yesterday, day before. I don't know, and uh, somebody was just saying it's like I don't think I've ever seen a president that was so loved and hated yeah. like our current president. And I, I agree with that statement. So, what would it be like to honor him? What would it be like to honor? You know, if you're a fan of of the Trump, if you're Trump 2020, and then what would it look like for you to honor President Biden? You know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's you, you're completely right, and and I just think about that because, like you said, he mentions that one last, and I go back up to where you talked about live as people who are free because. When you're not free, you're you feel like you always feel like there's something keeping you, and they must have really been blaming the emperor for a lot of that because saying honor everyone, then turn around and saying the emperor would be included with everyone, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And then it's like somebody said, there's a room full of people. Get all these people something to eat. And then saying, we'll get Steve two plates. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. go, we've already addressed him, but we're going to address this person again specifically because we know yeah. that's one of where your biggest problems is. It's like, you know, kids that telling kids, hey, you know, you should love everybody. Okay. Yeah, I got that. Okay. Even that bully at school. Yeah. Wait. You know, get specific. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's like, tag gone, Peter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and 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 then currently you're talking about presidents and stuff. I mean, my biggest fear is not even who gets elected. My biggest fear almost now is that we will never, we will never, like this. This is gonna be the new norm. Yeah, that's my biggest fear. It's like you either hate or you love. Yeah, you can't honor, can't yeah. respect. You either hate. Or you love. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's gone that way, you know, over the last um, few decades or whatever. I guess I'm giving away my age there. But, but yeah, it's just, it's to the point of ridiculousness now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, we need to land this plane. They landed, and, man. And here's how I'm landing it. Uh, as we go through this list, one thing that I... I want to point us back to if you if it's like okay Peter we we get it you're telling us to do all these things so what's the point well the point is covered in verse um, twelve when he says that they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation those who believe and follow God are the only ones that are going to glorify God. So what he's saying is the point of all of this is so that you'll draw others to God. Because isn't that, I mean, it, isn't that why we're here? We're not here to... The whole purpose of yeah. everything God does. Yeah. Is to, is, to bring, is to bring him glory through the salvation of others. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, why should you abstain from fleshly passions? Why should you be honorable among the Gentiles, be subject to every human institution, live as people who are free, honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, and even honor the emperor so that you'll draw others to God and that that he will save them and that they will glorify him. And, And that's what we're called to do. We, as Christians, we don't, like there's no op, there's no plan B here. There's no other option that that Peter lists out. This is this is the list. This is what we need to do. Um, but how much better? Like th- this is one of those areas that I I think we can say. Let's let's just remove religion from it completely. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this is the way. What if this is the way that we taught our kids to treat others? And and everybody did. Like everybody just treated others according to this list. Forget religion. Let, let's say God doesn't even exist. But everybody did these things. Wouldn't the world be a nice place to live in? Definitely a lot I mean, better than it is now. A lot nicer, you yeah. know? Even in 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, 
anyway, that that just to say, um, this is this is about human flourishing. This is about our good. This is for our good that we that we are given kind of these um, this list, this structure, this this way of living among other people. Yeah, and I mean, the only thing I want to add to that is this this might be a little bit, I don't, I don't want to say heavier than what we normally kind of talk about. It's probably talk a little bit more about current events and some specifics than we normally do. Uh, I know we always try to be a little more lighthearted, a little fun, but man, it's just it's just tough out there. And I think sometimes we need to talk about these things, but we really got to understand that truth that that God has such a desire to know his people and to have a relationship with his people. Such a passion for it that he sent his son to die for it. You know? Mm -hmm. To find that that ability for each and every one of us to accept that gift of salvation. I mean, he 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 wants it that bad. And and that that means something. And when he calls us to do these things, it isn't just it isn't to be mean. It isn't to make us uncomfortable. It isn't to make our life harder. It's simply, like you said, for people to see the glory of God, that people will find that truth, that you can live in freedom, even as a servant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a good show, Jonathan. That was, that was some good stuff. I liked it. I hope the audience liked it. I hope they listened and got something out of it. And, we are very grateful for you listening, and uh, we just want to say we would love for you to join the discussion. You know, if you're out there, um, we don't post a lot on social media. One, we're we're both very busy people, um, and two, I think a lot of times we just want to break from social media. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not a it's not the most pleasant place to be. Yeah. Um. But when we post these these episodes and stuff, if you want to communicate and you comment on these posts, we'll we'll comment with you. We'll 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 yeah. join that conversation. Absolutely. We will. Um. You can always email us to it, land the plane today at gmail dot com and share some of the thoughts you're having, some of the maybe the struggles you're having, and let us even um just if nothing else, be an outlet, an outlet for you. Or you know, we'd love to talk and discuss questions. So you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. And of course, on Twitter at Land the Plane Two Four Seven. Um, I think that's all I got. If y'all don't mind, give us a like, review, um, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and stuff. That stuff really helps. Helps get the show out there. Helps get me more viewers or more listeners, not viewers. We ain't viewing nothing, but uh, helps get just get the word out there. And do us a favor, share it. You know, if especially if you're if you're around some people that you know, this kind of this kind of stuff would be valuable. Yeah, could be helpful. That'd be um, awesome. Just just share it with them and uh, encourage them to listen. But I think that's all we got. And coming up on our next show, episode 50. 50. 50. And are we going to be in the club? What, 50? 50. 50. Yeah. <laughs> all right, anyway. We're hip. We got to plan something special. Yeah, I think so. Half a century. What should we do? I don't know. We'll have to think about that one. That's a big, big deal. Y'all got any ideas? Send them in the next Yeah, show. holler at us. Man. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah, do something fun. Maybe we'll have a guest or something. Ooh. That'd be neat. Let's 
let's host the next presidential debate. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out. Yep, that means bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye.